You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If it's Mitzvah Shabbos, this must be Rizcho Daisa. And despite all the terrible things that have happened in this past week, I have to say that I'm excited by the prospect of being able to not only have Rabbi Yisif Kafriel Bechafer, but also Rebetzin uh, Shoshana, is that right? Would that be the right thing to say? I would guess so, right? Okay. Right, Roshana Bechofel, uh, who is here with us, the Rebetzin, um, especially because of this very, very, uh, the terrible events that have occurred uh, over this past week. And I know that she feels very um, strong about it. And, and I do want to give her a chance to really explain and, elaborate even further about how important uh, the messages need to be at this time. Uh, you know, it's funny, before you get started, Rabbi Yosef, I just want to say, just as a word of intro, you know, we were planning this week before Wednesday, because we had so many comments last week about alternate realities and discussing them. And we sort of like we're in the midst of an alternate reality. I mean, we really were this, this, you know, you couldn't have drawn up anything, uh, uh, you know, more vivid uh, as a seemingly a, and again, people might tell you since 2016, we've been living or 17, we've been living in an alternate reality, uh, a world that was um, uh, the most important person in the world in terms of the nuclear power and the most influential person in the world was this, uh, uh, it was this scrub despot who, you know, who <laughs> barely knew this, this whatever we've talked about. And then it reached its nadir in this sort of unusual, terrible way that nobody would have ever thought that there was an assault on the seat of power itself, democracy, whatever great things America stands for. So it was sort of an alternate reality that we were just, we were viewing. So, um, you know, I, I think that it sort of sets the table for us to, to speculate perhaps even further about other things. Um, before we do that, though, I think the Torah world and the Jewish world uh, were saddened by uh, the loss of a, another person um, who had never, he needed to refuge. Uh, we'd heard he was ill for a while, and that was the rabbi of the West Hempstead Young Israel, uh, Rehuda Kelmer. And I know that Rabbi Yosef, as you've said to many of our people know in this program, that this is your, your shul. So why don't you speak a little bit about Rebutic Elmer's Zacharnam of Rocha? No. <laughs> Sorry, we lost you for a second. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, I'll edit um, this out. Go ahead. Uh, I, the, um, I wanted to say about Rabbi Kellmer, just a few things uh, which come to mind. Uh, he moved, came to West Hampton when I was about, I think, my first year out of high school in Eretz Yisrael, and um, maybe my second year. And uh, he made a tremendous impact on my chaver and myself. An outstanding time of If he had not chosen this path, and obviously he was a tremendous honor, I'm sure it would have been one of the Gdoli Hador, known as one of the Gdoli Hador. But he was a Nistar. If somebody would tell me that he was one of the Lama Bav Tzadikim, I would believe it. Um, because uh, although he was a prominent rabbi, he was nowhere near known, according to the Madrega, which he actually had, which was astonishing. I, I, I've heard from many of his students, uh, and I've 
online and other places, the type of Avas that he planted in them and that he was really a, one, a, a tremendous Laman. He did write a sefer called Snif Malucha, I believe. I don't know. I was looking for it on the Oitzer. A long time ago, when he was doing Kalilo in the Mir. I don't know if he wrote uh, anything since then. Um, but uh, he, um, he uh, his Gadus was incredible and his Ne'imus and his Sirkus as Baruch Chavero. My mother was dying. He came, you know, he, was, he didn't have a chiv to come visit her. He wasn't her, 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 his congregant his congreg- for many years. You know, he never, my, my moved out of West Hampstead 30, 30, 40, 35 years ago, maybe 40 years ago. But he came to visit and he was uh, encouraging and uh, open and he was incredible. I'm sure that he was that way with everybody he spoke to. Uh, he taught us one one circus, I think it was. He taught us the Nigan Chaim Belinigan Heviyani Beisayayin, which is what uh, I used to walk down to my chuppah because um, wow, such a moving uh, Nigan. And uh, he was just um, respected and loved by everybody who met him. And uh, his Yira and Vasan his Anava was Chaim to his Chachma and his Yira in ways which made it. Difficult, perhaps, Nahamon, um, to realize how great he was. But everybody knew his greatness in his Midos Tovos and his Benar Mechavero. And I would say that Benar Mechavero was extremely important in, in steps that he took uh, in the 80s um, to inaugurate the whole idea of the Yachad Shabbaton, the idea of having uh, persons that we call developmentally disabled and welcomed into the shul, brought up into the, uh, brought to the bima uh, to speak. Uh, I think his shul in West Hempstead was the first shul to actually begin these type of shabbatonim, and he actually paskined that you could give a person of developmentally disabled um, capacities an aliyah, and uh, that really was something that I believe showed his avas yisrael in a way that. Um, uh, was essential. It's very easy to to be native, uh, but to treat people like objects. And I think that Rav Kelmer, in this case, was able to raise the bar that we should recognize the chashivas, the tzalmalikim, and the brilliance and the wonderment that there is in all humans. It's a it's a chaval, as you say, that he isn't as well known. And it seems like um, you know. And, and I heard also from many people, by the way, in Boston before he came there the amount of young people, the young intellectuals, that he was able to, like a, you know, in a different way than the Boston Rebbe did, but not in terms of, you know, uh, Hasidus, but actually in terms of Lumdus. He actually made, he sent many of those kids to Lakewood to learn. So definitely a tzaddik, a tzaddik Shenev, and I, I'm sure we're going to be hearing more about him. And uh, slightly, slightly lighter side. He, it's clear to me that he was a member of the Towser Secret Society. Mm-hmm. Because we had, I talked to him about it several times. And he was very careful what he said. He was always nicer in what he said, but I could see that something which fat, which he did, he wasn't going to say more about. So some uh, someday maybe we'll talk about. Uh, it. I think we also have to note that he was a, quite a young man. You know, we we when we when, when Jonathan Sachs, uh, uh of Racha died, we talked about how much many years seventy two years old, really, really well, quite was only seventy two. He was only seventy two years old. for Look, to make an impression on Bechoffer, you got to be a somebody. That's for sure. And he had a terrible accident a few years ago. That probably was right. This is what they say. He was hit by a car, Nebuch, I think. An unbelievable recovery after that, but I guess, you know. 
All right, no receipts here, but now let's talk about someone else who's made an incredible hashpa on on you and maybe made you the person you are, uh, and all for the better. Uh, Rebbitson, so uh, let's talk about... Before we get there, I just want to point out that we... Again, before we get, you know... You, you, we, 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 have, uh, we've, we have important issues to deal with this week, Rebbe. Tell them now the issue about this past week, but you did get a critical, you did get a critical comment on last week's program. We need to address that one. <laughs> we have so much to talk about, and you want me to own no. up to the fact. Okay, all right. We got comments that I am. So, what was it? I am pathetically politically correct. Which is incredible because um, I don't see it. I don't. I managed to see it. I think. Okay. Comments up. I know the glee you have in sending me all these comments of people finding me such a mediocre, pathetic person, and I'm. So I don't happy. agree with it. Has Okay, that's fine, Rabbitson. So. Um, good work. Okay. So the last time you, you were here, uh, we had you punching a, a straw man about, um, uh, the ridiculous argument about not the, not, you know, why wearing masks is some sort of, um, you know, terrible anti-Semitic push. Look, I, I'm getting the impression from what you and your husband said to me before we started recording that there are actually, uh, members of our Kahila. I don't know if you call it Kahila, our community, um, our, 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 our comrades, Klal Yisrael, that actually are playing down the insurrection uh, last week in, in, in Washington. And you felt that you needed to come out and respond to that. So why don't you tell us about what, those, what people have been saying and the gist of your response and what you think needs to be the next step after this? Sure. Uh, yes, I, um, there were people who went, who attended this um, rally. There are people who, a lot of people, possibly because they know people who attended the rally, sort of looked at the, the, the events, the way that, that happened, and said, oh, that's just the mainstream media that's saying that these things happened. It was no big deal. It's just, uh, it was just a rally. It was a peaceful rally, whatever. Um, and there are people, a lot of people saying that. Uh, and I think that there comes, there are certain times when it is very important to be clear. I don't care whether you, you know, vote for uh, Donald Trump or this or that or the other. I, you know, you can support whatever politician you want to support. It shouldn't actually be all that important to you, actually. <laughs> um, but uh, there comes a moment where there has to be a clear line when we're able to see when something is wrong. And this is very important. The Nevi'im teaches this all the time. You have to be able to see the difference between right and wrong. Otherwise, everything gets muddled and you can then um, end up justifying things that are not justifiable. Uh, and this is following just months of people sending me all kinds of supposed proofs that there were uh, various um, uh, secret plots and so on or ways to prove that the election was... Um, the, the election was cheated, it was a fraud, it was stolen, uh, dot, dot, dot. So I just, um, I feel like it, I, I posted something on my Facebook page uh, and I sent it out to some people um, just with my sort of, what is it, 14 points? Just 14 brief points to clarify. I see you're a, you're a, Maimon, a Maimonidean you're, you're with the number 14, but go ahead. Yeah, well, you know, it, just, it, it came out. You're dolid. The Rambam, the the Rambam, what? Rambam is 13, he called him. The Rambam, 
you know, you're such a tzaddik. The Rambam throughout his Sefer has 40, has 14 Shroshim, has 14 Svarim, and yeah. Marinavuchim, he divides the Torah in 14, okay? I thought he was going to reference Woodrow Wilson's 14 points. All right. I didn't realize I was dealing with someone who was so unaware of the Rambam. But okay, go ahead. Yes. <laughs> go. Yes. So you had your 14 points in the spirit yeah. of the Rambam. The last one, okay? I just want to say this out loud. A Yid in Gullus does not take part in a supposed revolution or insurrection against a Medina Shalchesed like the United States of America. Right? That is just, let us just remember, first and foremost, we are in Gullus. It is not the time and place for us to get onto national, I don't know, whatever, television, internet, whatever it is that you get onto nowadays. This is not the time for Frum Yidden to be showing up on some, you know, getting very active in some uh, revolution. Okay, I'm not saying that not to go to the to the rally, but I'm saying to go and to go on, invade the Capitol and go past the barricades and, and so on and so forth. It's just niched. It's just we're not we're supposed to keep our heads down in Gullus. I think the Gemara is pretty clear about that. Uh, and so that, I think it is really important for us to remember to just a to remember our place. Uh-huh. Um, now, I, 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 again, I don't have it in front of me, um, so you'll be Michael me. But I do remember what you wrote that. Uh, again, I, I I can't believe people went, but even we need to also be honest and say not everybody and not. Uh, uh, you know, paint with the same ugly brush. Anybody who showed up, there could have been a there. There might have been people in those thirty or forty thousand, uh, despite being wrong-headed in in this way, weren't necessarily there in order to storm the Capitol. They were absolutely, there. Absolutely, there are three different the people who went to the rally, and I don't think they're necessarily. I mean, I didn't go to the rally, but if you want to go to the rally for the President of the United States to show your support, hey. You know, well, you didn't I, go to the rally. Of course, you didn't go to the rally. I said I didn't go to the rally. Well, you wouldn't have gone to the rally. No, right. But I, I'm not condemning somebody who went to a rally. There's nothing wrong with going to a peaceful protest. I love I, this little. I love this little romantic banter here between you two. It's really great. <laughs> well, go ahead. Yes. He wants to make sure that I wasn't actually there. He's reminding me that yeah, I wasn't I, actually I, there. I, I know she was I might have got mixed up. Why is Trump fan here? I don't yeah. know. Um, but that's that's neither here nor there. Okay, so when people got, start saying that everybody who is there is a terrorist, okay, that is just ridiculous. And but, but, but and, and, and we think and that's going to happen though, right? It's already happening. It's going right. to happen. I mean, anyone who voted for Trump is 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 a pseudo terrorist. I mean, yeah, okay, I, so- I think you know one of the things you know, and again, maybe I'm you know I'm going to be uh, lambasted for this again, but I think w- we have to be careful because obviously Trump. You know, you know, what did Abba even say? Uh, the Palestinians never miss an opportunity to miss an opportunity to ruin things. Every single possible thing that Trump could have done wrong, he's he's he has uh, done that. Starting with you know, Republicans the Senate. OK, so, I mean, if you if you like the policies, then you certainly don't want to lose the Senate because the policies that didn't take place were primarily be you know, the Senate, the taxes and all these things. So yeah, he he cost them the Senate and he, he He cost them everything. I mean the way he acted during the debates, the way he dealt with uh you know the cavalier way it, it obfuscated all the positive things that he, he did, plus even the positive things that were happening as part of COVID. And even the message which I feel has some validity, which is the cure can't be worse than the disease, 
none of that could ever was ever was ever to be heard and because the the megaphone voice of a megalomaniac and 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 a, a fared was was braying that therefore anybody who even takes up any part of that is now part of in, in many people's eyes considered uh the, the part of that attitude and part of that ugliness and with this final step of you know breaking into the capital i think anybody that was ever part or thought that trump might be good or any of his policies are good is not going to have a leg to stand on anymore and and i think shouldn't we push back on that a little bit and 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 on on what pushing back and saying that no this is not true again we can reject what he did be a never trumper but that doesn't mean that we feel anyone who voted for him is 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 one of the deplorables yeah, no, one... no, no. exactly no that is that's it's it's pointless and i mean and i don't i don't agree with that people have many many reasons for um voting and just like we say you know um some of the you know most of the black lives matter uh protests were peaceful but there were some that were rioting okay you have to come out and strongly strongly condemn the rioting the looting whatever so that you can focus on the fact that the majority of it were making a point you can agree with the point disagree with one whatever i don't see how you could really disagree with one but you can you know but but you can't tar everybody with the same brush there were people who came i don't believe there were 40,000 people inside the capitol building okay so there were people though who then went a step further they went over the barricades and they trespassed and they went onto the capitol grounds you're not allowed to go on though they they had they had um barricades up around it and they just pushed through and i think that people who trespassed was a, a, several thousand people for sure uh and went up on the capitol steps even though they were not supposed to and then you have the people who smashed the windows and went inside and were brawling and i just want to say for people who are not sure what really went on over there there is an itv video that you can get of a reporter who actually embedded himself in with these with the uh, rioters and is sort of in the crowd and he sees everything that you just see what's going on inside you can forget about anything that the reporter says just watch what happened and you will understand how completely frightening what vildakhayas this is these were they were screaming at the top of their lungs there was explosives they killed a policeman now the policeman died um they got hit him over the head with a fire extinguisher of course like, these not nice people so to speak okay uh, and, 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 and many of them were wearing i i heard some i know how many but there were these auschwitz camp auschwitz t-shirts yes, yes you'll see that on the video so i'm saying I, I, but you know what? You have to say well, these things because people don't. If they're not watching a certain media, then they will not. They won't see those things happening. Right, so, I want to ask you a question. Yes. Do you feel that uh, the uh, Gudar OU, the National Council on Israel, should have come out with an announcement? Because I don't think any of them came out. Yes, with the RCA came out immediately and they condemned it. But, yeah. but again, I, 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 right? But they did not. What were the words they used? for the president they didn't they didn't necess- i don't think they again i didn't see the announcement someone read it to me but you could look it up now if you want and maybe we should stop and, and check it out um but but i think there definitely needed to be a a, a, con- a condemnation not only of the event but of the president all the way around okay, um i'm not sure i'm not sure that it's that it's necessary to condemn the president by name 
I don't know that that I'm, I'm not saying it's not his fault, but I'm not saying he didn't instigate it. And by the way, okay, I'll tell you afterwards what I think should happen. But the point is that for our, for my purposes, we have to know what's right and wrong. You do not go into a crowd that is a wild crowd and then go and attack the capital of your own uh, country. Yeah. Okay, that's not patriotic. That is just stupid. They don't attack your own capital. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I would say it's. I would say it's. 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 You're right. It's stupid. It's ignorant. Vicious, and it basically, as you said in one of your points, uh, you know, again, it, it's not Tyramisinai, but it is the uh, the seat of a government and legislation that has done so much to help us. It didn't always help us, but in many ways has helped us and protected us, and therefore needs to be preserved as a mokum whether not a Malcolm Kodesh, but definitely is something that we have to see as a Mivtsar of, yeah. So what does it say there, Rabbi Yosef? Yeah, right. The RCA, Rabbinical Council of America, the largest membership organization of rabbis in North America, yeah. and the acts of unlawful trespass, vandalism, and violence perpetrated today at the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C., and denounces the inflammatory speech that incites such violence. The political traditions of the United States call for respect for the peaceful transition of power, a vital linchpin of our democracy, we call upon all citizens, the citizens of our country, to unite during these challenging times and to reaffirm our commitment to civil discourse. So, as you said, one of the comments here is the pathetic words of both sides' types. You can't even name Trump. And right. the civil discourse, not dem- dem- democracy or the truth. Right. right. And I, I want to say, I'm so I, I, and even the. Yeah, what do you want to say? This is what we are. We have we get three, we get two redheads, and and you see what happens. Every nope, everyone talks over each other. But go ahead, yes. I'm sorry, I'm not seeing any visual cues. Um, it's not just that there was in, instigation, direct instigation of violence, and it was not just the president. It was also Donald Trump Jr. who said, "We're coming to get you." I think those were the words. Um, right before, I mean, literally right before, yep. they're marching off to the thing to uh, to any Republican who doesn't vote in favor of his father, or whatever. And Rudy Giuliani said something about trial by combat, right? So these kind of statements are legally you cannot; those are instigations to violence, and for sure. But it's not just that. When you tell a lie and you tell it over and over again, and then other people say, "I'm not going to tell the whole lie. I'm just going to tell a piece of the lie." That piece of the lie supports the bigger lie. And when people believe the bigger lie, then they get very angry and riled up and they think it's time for a revolution, right? The, the, the myth of the landslide victory of Donald Trump in 2020 is a myth. It is not a reality. It did not happen. You can be sad about that. You can be happy about that. You got to accept it, right? It didn't happen. And the more that people are keep saying, well, of course, there were irregularities, but blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That, too, is builds up the lack of belief in our democracy. What you're basically saying is democracy is impossible because you can't really vote. And people yeah. say this. There were irregularities, and they have no evidence. I think yeah. we need to remind ourselves that Sheker is so, so dangerous. It's dangerous. And we have to really stay far away from it. Not just don't say the whole lie, but say a piece of it. Stay far away from anything or anybody who is 
lying. It's it's a it's a dangerous it's a dangerous thing. Yeah, but that, yeah, when you talk about uh, politicians in Washington, that's <laughs> that's a statement that's sometimes uh, again I would have to say is somewhat hollow because we know it's there's a, they're all mullish garum. I mean I mean since well, my no no there's a difference between spinning something versus making something up out of nothing. Well, and if they're, they're making stuff up out of nothing, then they should be also uh, denied. But here we're talking about a lie about democracy itself, about an election, which is a very important event. All right. So this is not just yeah. a lie about, you know, whether uh, I voted for or against the, uh, you know, H.R. 73B or whatever. This is about Obama being born in Kenya. Right. This is about Obama being born. This is about lies that undermine yeah, I, I agree. I just want to say that you know, we also have the lie of the opinion lie, which is every, you know, America is systematically racist. Anybody who supports Trump is obviously a racist and he should he should own up to it. Um, that's and not a lie. That's an opinion. That's right. But in many people's mind, you know, that has coalesced into a fact. And um, especially and, and I think there is something to, you know, there is I, I, there's something to 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 push back on that as well and to really you know look no one's condemned trump any stronger terms than i have on the other hand i am very worried about what this is going to do uh the type of sword that he has given um you know the the chevron on the left in terms of uh pushing an agenda that that both me and your husband are, are worried can absolutely can, i hear the worry and that's why whenever you should never extremists are never good for the jews okay not on the right not on the left extremism is never good you should always try to go for the middle because we are always better off i'm sorry to say this i don't mean to say that there aren't other causes and reasons to vote and all this but one aspect of this is that jews never do well when there is instability in society and we're going to be the ones and you know QAnon is a virulently anti-semitic group I'm, I'm, I'm sure it is. Behind, they were very behind this. Um, this whole. I, I wanted to. I want to ask you on two different two things. One, I'm going to ask you, and then on the other one, I'll ask uh, your lesser half. Uh, I want to point out one thing, which is the um, the Trump check. The Trump is checker is so remarkable that they could take this guy, the guy, the guy with the Viking suit, you know, the Viking horns, and they could say that he's Antifa, even though he's not. Just. The, the, I don't know what reality they live in. That this guy who's a leader of QAnon, they say, no, no, he's really on FIFA plant. How do you get? How do you get so divorced from reality to live in an alternative universe? Um, I, I didn't see the image of the guy in the Viking horns, but um, I, I, I assume it was quite. I assume it was quite frightening. And um, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Here's here's my question one to the Rebitson, and you're coming up. Okay, uh, Rebitson. Uh, you know, I know Nancy Pelosi issued an ultimatum um, to Trump that he needs to resign, and if he doesn't resign, they're going to start the impeachment proceedings. Uh, look, he's going to be gone uh, January twentieth, no matter what. Uh, do you think that this is what democracy calls for? to hold him accountable and, um, you know, have him thrown out like minutes before he was going to leave anyway. Or I, I read right before we started recording, I read that even if it happens afterwards, they could still put him on trial and, and, and ban him from ever holding any public office forever. Do you think it's worthwhile or, or let me just say the alternate is, 
everyone should come out and condemn it. Let's move on. Let's have uh, stability and unity, if that's possible. What's what's what do you think? I think the primary focus. I think the primary focus should be rounding up the people who are a danger because they're not. It's not over. Okay, they're talking about now January nineteenth. I think there's already merch about the civil war on January nineteenth. Not has a merchandise. Merchandise. Like you could buy a T-shirt. You know. Yay, we're going to engage in a civil war on January 19th, something like that. Okay, so until they round the people up and detain them and make sure that they are not, that they are not um, doing the next thing, it doesn't matter whether Trump is impeached. These people will do it anyway. He has started a radical movement of people who are willing to use arms to achieve and violence to achieve their purpose. And... So I think that the by turning it into an impeachment, my opinion is, I, mean, I think he absolutely should be out of the office immediately. It happens to be that he's not doing anything anyway. He's just sitting in his office stewing and watching television. He hasn't even pretended to be a, 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 a president now for a while. That's what he. That's what he basically did for four years. I mean, <laughs> essentially, that's what he did. Now, now he even you know. Even the Wall Street Journal called on him to resign. Yeah, the Wall Street Journal said he should resign. Peggy Noonan said they got to get rid of him. If if they could impeach him in one day, I'd say sure, do it. But the problem is, Nancy Pelosi should not have done this. She should have been behind the scenes talking to Mitch McConnell and all this. And this should be a strategy. It should be coming from Democrats and Republicans. Once it's an impeachment. Instead of focusing on what everybody what, what went wrong over there on the sixth, everybody's going to be focusing on the impeachment and the Democrats, and it isn't real case, and it isn't real case. Well, it is insurrection. Well, it is an insurrection, and it's it's not where the country needs to be right now. Where the country needs to be is reiterating and getting refocused on what is America, what was wrong with what they did and how we're going to fix it and preventing further violence. So I think the impeachment, frankly, is counterproductive, not because he doesn't deserve it, uh, but because it's going, it's a distraction. It's going to distract everybody from focusing and it's going to make, turn it into a political thing. Okay, maybe I want to, I want to add another, let me add another layer there. I think it will, um, it will cement his role as a martyr as well. I I think that if he is impeached, I think the 70 million, and maybe it's not 70 now, but whoever the people that voted for, you know, the people who are realizing what he is, are going to say, and look what they did to him, look how he was, and again, maybe he'll have a heart attack and die tomorrow, who knows, but the spirit of what happened and the idea that what happened, I think will germinate Yes. And it'll be worse if he was impeached. I he... agree. I think this is a law. This should not be in the hands of politicians at this point. This should be a law enforcement matter, period, against the people who were uh, who did the vandalism, the violence, the people who had explosives, against everybody who incited them to violence. And it doesn't matter. It's not. You don't have to. Well, call here's it. a little bit. Of, that's a little bit of a slippery slope because if he can be arrested later, yeah, for arrest, inc- him for violence. arrest him for inciting violence. Okay, that's gonna that that might be a tough thing, especially since I think oh. he, I think he might be able to pardon himself. I don't know. <laughs> not once, he, not after he's president. First of all, you know that he's gonna go and he's gonna pardon all these, uh, you know, horrible people 
who killed people and who caused all this damage. He's going to pardon them all if he can. No, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not uh, sure. He's going to pardon. He said to us, he, he basically he sent that message of go home in peace. Right. I love, love you. you. Yeah. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. Okay. We know what that means. Um, and he's already done it for all the rest of his supporters. So, yeah, I'd like to have him not have the power to do that. But I do think you can't, once he's not the president anymore, you can't, uh, he can't pardon himself. And if you, if you arrest the other people who spoke there, just the people who said words of violence to an angry crowd uh, and got them to go and do this and didn't stop them, you can't do it while he's a president. He can't be arrested, I don't think, for anything while he's a president. Yeah, well, it might take some. It might take some legal scholarship on this. I wanted to ask your husband something. Something he sent me that I guess I, um, and this is really the other powder keg here. I have to tell you before you respond. You know, I, I get my news from from as we said last week from Ben Shapiro, but I, I heard that immediately. I made um, a call last week. I heard that a lot of the the response from Democrats and others was had this been a Black Lives Matter. Um, uh, assault. It would have been much. The police would have would have would have cracked down. They would have cracked heads. They would have killed people. They would have killed more people than they did. And that this is really uh, about um, the the assault. The, the assault shows white privilege. It shows what that that there's still white power here. And then I think you uh, on one of your uh, your your very famous blog spot. I think that you showed a you had a. On your Facebook, wasn't me. Somebody else. Yeah. yeah. My Facebook. Uh, well, in your Facebook blog spot, you have a a chart showing the the you know comparing these two things, and I, I saw that you responded so uh, very very harshly about even conflating these two. So again, I started with what the left said in terms of how this indicates how 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 a, a white person and a white angry person can can get get away with stuff and a black angry person can't. And then you have this other, I guess, a more moderate response saying, hmm, let's compare the two. And before we, we, we say these guys were so terrible, uh, why don't we go back on the Black Lives Matter and speak about that as well? So well, go ahead. My wife wants to respond to you, so I'm going to let that let her do that. But I wanted to say something a little bit off this topic, which uh, you, so let her talk first, and then you'll go off the topic. No, I got, no, something which we disagree about. So maybe she want to address it too. There are very few disagreements you actually have. One of them is I I feel bad for Kushner because Kushner did all these things with the Abraham Accords, and he's going to go down with the ship. He's not getting any credit for it in the end. And I think he did a nice job. It's funny thinking of those people as people too. Sure, sure. Yeah. We talked about Jared last week, and yeah. and let's hope that that again that these the peace treaties will last, and the people in Congress aren't going to say that they're Molly Shecker in poison because they were brokered by Trump people. Go ahead, Robinson. What did you want to say that's about the? the you know, that's the problem. Is that anything good that they do, and you have when a, when a person like that does good things, they, they it's just going to get lost. It's all going to get lost and tossed away with the, the and then that's why we shouldn't have such people. Um, what was the question? Oh. So first of all, forget about Black Lives Matter. Okay, this is a big deflection. Everybody that when people say this, the first thing they say is, "But what about all the cities that were burned down all across America by Black Lives Matter?" I mean, it's a separate conversation. Yes. What we're talking about here is violence is never okay. Period. End of sentence. Now, if the fact that now, if you want to ask me, is it the same thing to have violence? 
in the streets of city A versus to have violence in the capital of the United States while the vice president, the entire Senate and the entire House of Representatives are all in the building and you come and bring in explosives. Is it exactly the same thing? No, it's not exactly the same thing. It's worse, um, but it's always bad. So, I mean, I don't see why one, I think that in general, it's a bad idea to bring one topic up in, in favor of the other. Now, as a matter of fact, oh, here I see is this um, chart. Yes, I mean, look, <laughs> it, the, the, I think why I think what's I, people will say whatever they want to say. I don't disagree with the fact that obviously if there was a bunch of, if there was a black bunch of black people coming and storming the Capitol, they would have been dealt with differently. I don't think anybody uh, questions that. But the point is that I think what the point was over there was that the Capitol Police were remarkably. One unprepared. second, you 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 think they would have been more? They Absolutely. would have they would have shot to kill more than they yes. did these clever. Yes, for sure. But the point, the problem, because the problem, it, and and but that's not even in the, it's not even important. Why? Who cares? Hypothetically. Yeah, it's, I, that's I, that's why I don't know why the left is bringing it up. They should just condemn this. Forget it. You know. Well, I I think so. I'm saying I think that why they're bringing it up. I don't know why they're bringing it up, but I'll tell you what I think is that. It was obvious that this that the, the police were unprepared, and there were videos of police taking selfies w- with these um, people inside the Capitol, and there were there are videos of them like sort of just pulling like back in the barricade. Eighty-five percent of the police support Trump, so uh, okay, but supporting Trump is not the same thing as allowing people to swarm, bridge, smash the windows in the, in the in the Capitol. But anyways, so their their response was beyond restrained. His response was strange. It was mud that every single, um, you know, any, any um, national security expert looks at this and wonders what in the world is going on because that was strange. I mean, they did and shoot they, a woman. Then they, then they shoot that woman who died. They shot someone. Yeah, yeah one, they shot one person. I'm not saying they should have shot them. They should have tear gassed them the moment they crossed the barricades. They shouldn't have gotten anywhere near the building. They shouldn't have gotten onto the Capitol steps. And as soon as somebody started climbing to the window, they should absolutely should be. But yeah. they were. They were I, again, again, I heard there weren't. The, I, I heard that there weren't enough troops there, and that it was. Right. And, right. They, and, and yet everybody knew this was coming. Everybody knew this was coming. Yeah. So, so the mayor, the mayor of D.C. should have. Uh, the mayor uh, was the mayor did wrong, and it it seems again. I don't want to say what happened because you know you hear all kinds of things. It seems like they they had requested actual national guard and they and the president refused to didn't you know wouldn't agree to it and this and that who knows really I mean, there will be a commission there better be a commission about what happened over here and how come there is no security because you can tell if you're if you're Korea North Korea if you're any any foreign country you see anybody can waltz into the capital <laughs> with explosives and kill everybody I mean like. It, it's so dangerous to have seen that on national TV. So that I think that's why people know it's pro- very I strange. I television program where they like they blew up the whole House and Senate, and they. Uh, oh yeah, and then the one guy, yeah, like the one transportation guy. minister, was the president. Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. Watched, well, We saw some episode yeah. of that. I don't know what that was. What are you guys? I don't know what you guys are talking about. Some program that you watched? It was a program. I, I remember with uh, watched a couple of episodes where there the plot was that uh, there was the State of the Union speech and. Uh, there was one. There's one secretary who's always sent to a secure place, and this one was already told the day before he's going to be fired after the State of Union speech. But he was the only one to survive because the whole Capitol building was blown up with everybody inside, and then he became president. That's the premise of the program. 
So uh, my wife would say, you know, you think that such a such a premise for a plot is absurd, but you know, if people can, the security of the capital clearly is very very lax. And, yeah. and it usually isn't, and that's the thing. Usually, it is not lax like that. And anybody, everybody, you know, people were all uh, uh, wow. I this is something new to me that. Uh... That you think well, look clearly what you say. There has to be an investigation. I think we're all uh, agreement. I'm not gone about these things. I'm just saying. I think that's why people noticed it and made comments about it because it was so strange to see these. But again, to make this about this is not about racism. This is right. about this. This is about a a a criminal, ugly, terrible act that was incited by. A person who gave in to his most monstrous tendencies, and um, you know, as I said on you know on one of my other programs, uh, you know, whether Pence was trying to cover himself for posterity or not, not every you know the the rest of his crew did not. Pence and others, you know, they you know they 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 acted in a way that I think was a covet to the and it was really again so so to make this about uh, to stir up black lives matters I think is 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 100% the wrong way to go and if there are people I think Rabbi Yosef said people in the Jewish world are pushing the the comparison and that seems to right you said it was from yeah. a Jew right. it was, it was, well, they right. push it as an excuse right that's what you're saying right. yeah of course yeah. they well, were well, using well, it to, for again for us to look at this in light of Kenosha or yeah. Portland or Washington and what right. happened there which I agree was probably undercovered in other words they didn't cover it enough and the Democrats definitely uh, did not want to talk about the, the the businesses that were looted and people that were hurt and, and possibly killed I think it was covered pretty, pretty, pretty I thought they talked about it a lot I look Joe Biden came out uh, against it many times, and I know that somebody said to me, uh, somebody wrote to me, well, then why didn't Joe Biden ever uh, say anything about all the looting and, and, and all this and that, that happened all through the summer? He did. He did in May. He did in June. He did in July. He did not before he was even the candidate, before he even was the official candidate. But, you know, he wasn't the president. So uh, usually all these equivalencies are used to uh, distort our understanding and either to brainwash or uh, or otherwise distort people's thinking. Okay, let, let, let's wind this thing up. I wanted, you know, we and next week I guess we can dangle the possibility of a of a more pleasant alternate reality than this. Who dis- knows what's going to happen this week? We don't know. Yeah, but well, maybe hopefully we could go. We could. We don't have to feel that we're living in a dystopian plague world that is run by you know, uh, you know. Uh, whatever, you know, crazed individuals and a complete breakdown of, of the world. Uh, we can, we could center on more pleasant uh, possibilities. Um, but let's, uh, let's try to wrap this up here. Uh, what we're thinking of starting? What? I found the alternative reality we're thinking of starting with. Okay. Well, I do. Uh, give me a minute on that, but first I just want to say that. Well, we haven't uh, to say something. Oh, okay. Before she says that she can respond to me. Um, you know, I, I haven't heard a real reason why we shouldn't have the courage, without saying Trump is a Russia and an idiot and a fared, to condemn him for this act. And the name really should be said. And I think, I think that the religious organizations need to do that. If again, it might be too late. I mean, can, right? Uh, it will alienate people. Um, I think that the first, you have to take this step by step. We're talking about now de-radicalizing people. Okay. Uh, okay. So, I, mean, so I think that the first step is just get everybody to agree what happened over there. It was not Antifa storming the Capitol. 
Okay, that's not what happened. Okay. Just say what happened. And that it was bad and serious. And do not go back again if they invite you to come back on the 19th. Okay, do not go back. Okay. Number one. Afterwards, you want to start getting people to say who was responsible for it and all that. I would, I just don't think that's the the very first order. I don't know, Rebitson. I would say, you know, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to. Joe Biden on his win, like two or three days after the election, as soon as it was official. So I give them credit for that. They put out a statement. They congratulated Joe Biden back in November in those olden days. Um, And, you know, so I, but I hear what you're saying. I hear you saying that you're saying it's very important to point it out. It could be true. I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I, I don't think I, the alienation, we should worry about it because as long as we, as long as we don't paint anyone who supported Trump with an ugly brush and call them a radical and a racist, mm-hmm. but can, but say that these actions need to be condemned and the president needs to be condemned for it. And the same we have to do the equivalent of what Betsy DeVos and all and, and, and everyone else did and, 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 and put it out there. Because yeah. other words, otherwise, I think, listen, I'm just gonna make this point here. Otherwise, I think that our, our friends in the conservative movement, our friends in some of, uh, you know, J Street and others, they're going to say, where were the orthodox voices mm-hmm. then? Why weren't the orthodox voices actually calling a spade a spade? Why weren't they saying, well, you know, they're going to parse the statement that we saw from the RCA and say, look at these cowards. They just, you know, et cetera. I, I got a, and I told this to Rabbi Yosef, I got a, um, uh, a, a, an angry text from someone because they thought I had voted for Trump. But then the person spoke to me for an hour and a half and, and constantly kept on comparing, uh, you know, Trump's reign, uh, Trump's four years as, you know, the Weimar Republic or, you know, um, Hitler's, you know, raised to power after that. And um, and well, I'm sure Hitler did some positive things, too. And, um, yeah, it's, it's it really is. You know, I think we're in for it in terms of, 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 of those type of comparisons. I think they're going to continue for a long time. I, uh, I just want to invite if anybody wants to talk about wants to have the information about why the um, why the uh, statistical anomaly is not a thing and why all these various other things are not a thing. Uh, they can let, be in touch with me. I'm happy to send you my, you know, so you. All right. We'll put it in the, we'll put it in the program notes. I don't know how many people read it. Uh, I work on them as Rabbi Yosef knows, and then he puts it on his blog spot, whether anyone reads it or not, but we will definitely. No people we'll, read because we got comments last week. Okay. I asked uh, alternative scenarios. People okay. Speak. So let me just end with this. Um, one of the things and when we talk about my friends for this week, thank you, Rebitson, again for for submitting yourself to this um, to this ordeal. Sh- yeah. the ordeal of the Shmuzerai and for once again providing trial by fire. <laughs> oh come on. This was not a trial. I yeah. all you have to do is listen it's to some other Trial by fire. Trial, trial by trial by fire. This is, uh, but thank you again for submitting yourself to our questions and our, uh, our 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 inane comments. And hopefully, as we say, we will be back once again next week with another edition of Rischa Dialaisa. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 